What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Daily Mic Drop, episode number 62. I am Mike Sacchio, and as always, I appreciate you all taking a little bit of time out of your days and nights to sit and chat with me here for a little bit. If you have not done so already, please head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review to the Daily Mic Drop. I would greatly appreciate it. If you don't have Apple, you can also listen on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, whichever pop platform is is your favorite as long as you're listening spreading through the word of mouth i appreciate you and you know that uh that uh you know i've got all the love in the world for you um for tonight's episode i mean i i have not been this excited for an episode i don't think since i've started this podcast um uh this guest we she was booked months ago um but due to everything that was going on in the world particularly with the black lives matter protests um we decided to postpone it until tonight uh she is by far my favorite social media personality doing their thing out there today she has amassed over 16,000 followers on youtube over 90,000 followers on instagram and if you can believe it just under 1.5 million followers on tiktok and i've also had the great privilege of building up a nice little uh, internet friendship with her during quarantine so i'm just going to kind of jump right into it please show some love in the comments section to tonight's guest anna sitar anna. wow that's such a good introduction oh my goodness <laughs> thank you i, I, I was actually so practicing cool i am you 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 look i mean obviously we've never met in person but uh you know just watching you uh do your thing on social media i'm like this chick is just so badass and cool so oh, thank you so much that's so sweet uh so yeah i mean how's everything going with you i mean what's life like in uh california with covid and quarantine and everything oh my gosh it's good but it's been it's been pretty stuck at home which has been good and bad i guess all in one at lots of extra time for content but Definitely gets a little lonely in the house, missing some friends and stuff like that. So it's been, I was really lucky to get to go visit Brandon this past week and, you know, go see the world a little bit, I guess, in a weird way. Doesn't feel like I saw the world, but <laughs> got to see more than just the four walls of my bedroom. So, and uh, we're definitely going to be talking about Brandon uh, and, and everything with you. So I guess we're just going to kind of dive into it. I mean, you are, yeah. you're blowing up like everywhere, it seems. Like I remember following, I think oh. I started following you on TikTok when you were at like maybe 200,000 followers and then and Instagram, I think I was following at like, maybe 2000 followers and now you're at like 90,000. So it's pretty crazy. Like, did you ever expect this kind of success on social media? No, I don't think anybody ever expects, like, I feel like I still haven't reached like the level of social media success per se. I feel like I still think like Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Rae when I think of like internet success, but it's so interesting to think that there's that many people watching my videos, but to me, it still feels like my family still feels like my friends and I'm lucky to have a community of people who watch my stuff and are so supportive. So it doesn't feel so scary now. I don't think <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I sit there. I remember when I hit like 10,000, I was like, you know, out of my mind on TikTok. So yes. like for you, when you, when you hit the 1 million mark, like what was that reaction like for you? Oh, I was sitting in the car. I had just gotten home from the dentist and I was in the car and I literally, I cried. I posted it on Instagram, actually my reaction because I was in tears. I had no, like it, it blew me away. It was such a weird feeling to see the three digits turn to one digit and it blew my, I blew my mind. So, um, so I, I watched your, uh, your Q and a that you did on your YouTube channel, just to make sure that I wasn't going to repeat any questions or at least if I would ha maybe have some <laughs> updates. Um, so yeah. in the Q and a, you said that you would not, and this was also posted five months ago. You said that you've never been recognized in public for, as, a, as, yeah. as a social media creator. Has that changed over the last five months? Yes, it did. And recently, actually, which is so funny, it was this sweet gal, her name was Danica. She recognized me in Target, which is the most iconic place, I think, to have gotten recognized. If, I, if it would be anywhere, that's like so fitting to my brand, I think. So 
yeah, I got recognized in a Target, which was kind of great. And yeah, she was so sweet. And I don't know how she noticed me. I didn't have any makeup on. My hair was still pink and long, like it was back then, which was probably like two months ago, maybe now. But we both had masks on, and she still picked me out of the crowd. So I was very impressed. I, I keep forgetting. I'm like, I mean, I feel like if you, you know, if you're as popular as you are, like you would you would notice someone like like if you saw Charlie D'Amelio walking in Target, I feel like you'd notice her. But I keep forgetting like we're all wearing masks now, so yeah. you only get to see the eyes and the hair really. So that's even more impressive yeah. that she was able to kind of pick you out. I agree. I 100% agree. I don't know how she did it, but it was so sweet. She came over and she's like, "I'm not trying to be weird, but do you make videos on TikTok?" And I was like, "I knew right away." Like when I I walked past her, I kind of had a feeling that she like did a double take, and I was like, "Oh crap, could this be the it's, moment?" And it was. And I was like, "That's so." It was amazing. It's like the Michael Scott moment. It's happening. Oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> that was inside my brain in that moment for sure. So the million dollar question is, did she say, I don't want it or no? I don't think she did. But <laughs> I also don't blame her because I was just, I'm pretty sure I felt, I felt like I was being awkward. And I think it's like my job not to be awkward, but I was so awkward. I was not ready. I just wasn't expecting it. So we both were just kind of like, hi, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I'll follow you on TikTok. And then we took a couple photos together and it was so sweet. But it was such a good interaction. I I get excited for more of them once I can like get back out in the world and see people again, hopefully. Of course. And we can like actually like really like hug people and like be yes. around them. And it's not like, hey, just I'm not trying to be, you know, but like you have social distancing and whatnot. Exactly. Uh, when did you start to notice your career or your, your following it really kind of take off? Yeah, I... I think I always kind of called that's like the moment that I started like seeing a more consistent growth was honestly like January, the beginning of the year. Okay. Um, we had just turned around from Christmas, which is this is kind of crazy. I had hit 50K on like January 5th. Like it was like just into the new year of 2020 and I had hit 50,000 followers on TikTok. Okay. And I was like, that felt like, oh, I made it. You know, it was kind of funny. I was like, oh, this is it. And that was my goal was to hit. 50k by Christmas but I hit it within the new year and I was like okay this is great and then I started making I don't want it videos more consistently and that kind of got the ball rolling for a lot of it I think people started being attracted I started talking to like the more relationship goals and best friend goals and I was always kind of in that realm of like friendship and just talking about the dream life that I want to build for myself and so from there it kind of grew this I don't know this brand I guess so I listened on your, your Q&A. You said that the, the whole I don't want it came from you watching like a soccer mom at your cousin's game, correct? Yes. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, the first I don't want it was kind of it was funny because it was just very na I just had said the sentence to my mom. I actually think I turned to her and I it was early. It was right before Christmas. And I was in Pennsylvania visiting my dad's side of the family. We were at this this basketball game for my younger cousin. And he was out there playing and this mom walked in with like her Louis. It's eight o'clock in the morning. Let me remind you, like no one there is ready for the day. It's like a Saturday morning. This mom walks in, she has Louis Vuitton, her Lululemons are on. Like she's holding like fancy keys. Her nails are done, full face makeup, hair is done. And she's like ready for the day. And I was like, wow, if I'm not that mom and my husband's coaching the team, then I don't want it. And I like said that to my mom and I was like, wait, that's actually a really good idea for a mirror video. And I got home and filmed it and that's where it all started. <laughs> Now, how did the like the hand gesture come come to be like? See that I actually don't know how that came to be because I didn't start with that. I don't know if you like have you seen like the early videos, the first I don't want it. I didn't have the hand gesture, and I don't know the moment that it came in, but it's become such like a prominent part of the video. But I always did like the zoom with like the look back, so I think like the hand gesture kind of came with. 
I think I was talking about something and I had pointed and then I like did this in one of my videos and that's where it just started to integrate. I think people liked it. So I've seen the evolution. Like I personally love like, like the stank face you kind of give like the, Oh yeah! <laughs> like I, I the, like the the nastier again, like like the more crunch the nose. I love it because it's just like <laughs> it shows. Like I really don't want it if this is Thank not you. what it is. <laughs> um, you you mentioned your family, like they, they've been in your videos. Your mom is like your de facto photographer for. Uh, for oh my Instagram. gosh! Yes, she's iconic. <laughs> Does do your parents ever get like Anna? Not now. Like I don't like we're not filming <laughs> videos or like Anna. I'm not taking photos of you right now. Or are they just like yeah sure like let's let's go. That's a good question. I think so. It's funny. I think I'm the most comfortable in my family in front of the camera. So for me, it's easy. I'm just like, Oh, guys, I have this great idea. We're all gonna do this like down south. And like, I have like all the video ideas planned out. And there, I think everybody needs like 30 minutes to get comfortable with the concept before they get in front of the camera. But I don't think I've ever been turned down for I seem to be able to convince them every single time. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But um, no, I don't think anybody's ever turned out. They're so supportive and so excited about it. And I think that it's funny because for me coming to the point of like having you know one potentially 1.4 million watching all of my videos you kind of grow up with this like little family like they know my life they know what i'm like they know you know what i look like when i wake up in the morning and what i look like when i go to bed at night like these people have seen my lifestyle for the last six months so to me it's easy to get in front of them but to my family it's like it's a much scarier concept to get in front of a huge group of people that you don't know. But to yeah. me, it still feels like my friends and family. So it's easy for me. But I think just wrapping your head around that and, you know, doing that, it gets a little bit tougher for them. <laughs> what, now, was that always like part of your plan? Like, I want to in like, I want to integrate my family, my boyfriend, like I want them to be part of my social media presence. Cause like, I know some people yeah. are like, no, I want like, this could be my life like this, but like my personal life stays private and personal. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a that's a tough question, honestly. I I started my TikTok off of the idea that I didn't have anything to do, and I was just going to make videos for myself for fun to sidetrack my time. So for me, TikTok grew on its own, and before I could stop it, they all saw my personal life already. So it wasn't that big of a deal for me to like show my family and. There's definitely information that's like off limits, like things that I keep more private. For example, like I don't tell people where my parents live. Like right now I just say, oh, I'm outside of LA. Like that's a very big radius to get yeah. people. But when I'm in LA, I say like, oh, I go to school here and I live like down the road. Like I'm a little <laughs> bit more personal about that stuff because if somebody shows up to see me, that's fine. But I, I definitely feel like a little bit of protection over my parents and over like my family and not not feeling like I should give away too much information for them, you know? Yeah, of course. And like I said, I, I remember I interviewed another big TikToker who is, she's very private. Like, you know, I, I, she doesn't give her last name and it's like, I don't want people knowing oh, wow. where, where I go to school, who my family is, anything like that, which I'm like, I respect that. Like, I mean, I obviously yeah. I believe to each their own. So, but I also know that like, you know, you're, you have your family in a lot of videos and whatnot. And it's just like, you're all out there. And it's, it, it's like, it's yeah. nice seeing the best of both worlds. Cause you two are like, two of my two favorite TikTokers oh, and you're both that. very different in some ways. Um, yeah. so you, I would never, I'd never make them be in a video if they didn't want to, but I just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like my, my TikToks brand is my lifestyle. So if I didn't include like my people, then it wouldn't feel like it's really me, you know? Of and course. that's like the most important people. So I don't know. And that's what I always Thankfully, hear. They're all confident with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I always hear from TikTokers and any kind of social media creators. Like, you know, just be authentic. Like, be yourself. Exactly. Let the audience connect with you. Don't 
kind of put on a front or anything like that. So I think yeah. like I think that that shines through in your content, and that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I enjoy following you. So I'm just like, man, maybe maybe I should kind of like take my own advice or whatever, and like you know, I, if I enjoy <laughs> watching people be authentic, maybe I should try to be even more authentic myself, and maybe that will lead to more growth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you you had the I don't want it, and now you've kind of started implementing this new trend of get with it. Which is, yeah. which is just, I mean, the transitions and like the slapping against the, the door are hysterical. So like where did a little couple headaches every once in a while, you know, what's a light concussion for, you know, like a million, a million views. (laughs) Do it for the content, do it for the TikTok, I guess. It's not the Vine anymore, but do it for the TikTok. (laughs) So where did, like, where did Get With It come from? That one was much more of a brainstorm session, I think, than just like being a natural sentence that I said, um. I don't want it was just like natural and I just kind of said it, but with get with it, I had had the idea of talking about don't date the guy who's like this, date the guy who's like this and treats you nice, you know, or who pays attention to these things. And, um, I had filmed one take and then I remember like running out into the living room and being like, okay, you guys, I just filmed this video, but I don't like how it ended. Like it did. It felt like it was missing something because I've been doing, I don't want it for so long. And I knew that like, I needed to, like, I needed something new. Like, I need a new series, something to, like, get excited about and get excited about making. So we had sat for maybe 10 minutes, and we're just throwing out. I was like, it needs to be, like, just do it or pick that one. Or, you know, we were kind of throwing out these little punchlines. We were thinking, like, something that hadn't really been said before. And get with it just kind of felt natural and fit, so... Was it you who came up with it or your mom or like who? Yeah, I think I think I was the one that threw out get with it. And everybody was like, oh, I kind of like that. I think we said like, just get with it. And then I took out the just and put get with it because I had slammed against the door. So it kind of made sense to cut yeah. out more words. It, I need the less words after I hit my head. So it, It's like that uh, that scene in the social network where uh, Justin Timberlake's just drop the the and make it just facebook it's like now it's just yeah. get with it just get rid of the the just, exactly, just. um so like i owe my first viral tiktok video to you because the first video that i ever had that went oh. like crazy viral was a play on uh i don't want it only obviously from a, a guy's perspective and yes. one thing I'm, i made sure of that you know because i come from a journalism background where like i create content and make work and whatever i, I wanted to make sure like everyone knew this was your thing. Like I, I made sure I tagged you. I, I used like the hashtag and like made, made sure That's people so, know, yeah. like, You're it's so like, no, this is yeah. like, this is her thing. This is not something that I created. So, cause I believe that it's important to, you know, credit creators on their content. So for you, yeah. when you see that people are doing the, I don't want it or just upright stealing your videos and uploading it to their own viral meme pages or whatever, and they don't give you credit. How do you feel when you see that? Yeah, it always, I think, uh, I, I would like to say that I've like grown out of it bothering me, but that would be a little bit of a lie because it definitely still will bother me occasionally. I also think it like depends on like the extent. I think I've lost a little bit of being able to say I don't want it. Like I know in my own heart that if somebody says if if my life doesn't look in this way or this man doesn't treat me like this or this you know my best friend isn't this person, then I don't want it. In a way that will always be my format. I always kind of have like it has a soft spot with me. Like I know that I created that on TikTok. I hadn't heard it before. Um, but a lot of people have started using I don't want it. So it's tough to try to, you know, like I've definitely turned a page of being like trying to be like, hey, make sure you tag me. And instead just being like, oh my gosh, I love this. This is such a cute take on this. You know, like you kind of just turn the page and decide that you're going to move on with it. Um, I don't like when people take stuff word for word. I definitely struggle with that a lot at the beginning. People like a lot of 
definitely not, I wouldn't say only guys, but I feel like I noticed the guys going more viral with it was I was getting quite a bit of tough feedback from people for saying that like, oh, I wanted my husband to wake up early on Saturday morning to make the kids breakfast. But then if somebody else, like a guy would jump in and say, oh, I'm going to do this for my wife. It, everybody was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. But I was getting all this hate for saying that I like wanted somebody to, you know, who was going to do that for me. And that seems so simple because like I grew up with a dad that did that. Like my dad would wake up on Saturday mornings and do the breakfast. And I'm not asking for him to do, you know, everything. I'm just, you know, I would love to have Saturday mornings with the kids where like I roll out of bed and he's already cooking and the kids are all excited and they're making pictures out of their pancakes. It's like, that sounds so cute. So I think at the beginning, it definitely got to me more because I could see my comments versus their comments. And I was getting a lot more negativity from it, but it didn't really ever stop me from doing it. And most people were pretty good sports. I mean, if I would message them or just be like, hey, I know this is like cheesy to say I love your video and I'm really glad it's doing well. But like, I really appreciate it. If like next time, you know, you post something, if you would just tag me, that would be really great. And that was a lot for like, just when I was first starting up and first growing. So yeah, I mean, that has to be awkward but at the same time it's like i, I believe that we sh that we should fight for our creative property like that's yeah like i don't know if it's because we're both aries and it's like you know like we're very creative people so like when you like when you take that it, like to me it's like you're taking a piece of me yes exactly like it was kind of like oh, dang i was like that was like the one thing that like made me feel like i was like oh i made this thing but now i'm like losing it to the world i was like dang it where is it going hopefully she grows up and does well like i don't know it felt like i was losing my child a little bit so yeah, I definitely like if it's word for word, it bothers me a lot more because then it's if they use something word for word and don't tag me, it's like, come on. I know where you got that from because I said I it. I said it. Exactly. But I think as like I've grown as a creator too, I've kind of, you know, just been like okay with, you know, if people use it, they use it. Would I like the tag? Of course. But like if people are enjoying it, that was my number one goal is like to spread positivity, good vibes set high standards so if people are using it and doing that for themselves and that was the goal in the first place so and i don't understand the hate with either like when people are like you know oh my god she wants so much or this that it's like she's asking like she like she's saying like she wants her husband like the coach wreck sports and yes. cook breakfast. she's not saying like if my husband doesn't buy me a tiffany's bracelet with a no. lamborghini and, and a gucci I belt i don't want it like, I laughed at that because that was my first one. And the hate that I got for saying that I wanted to drive a Range Rover, everyone was like, your husband's rec coach won't, rec paycheck won't get you a Range Rover. And I was like, who said he was buying the Range Rover? I didn't. I Did, did somebody else say that? I, like, it wasn't, I make it. my own money. <laughs> I'm buying the Range Rover. Hello. <laughs> I am the breadwinner well, in this relationship. Like, Thank you. Can, yeah. You can find like the lightheartedness in that stuff. And I think, you know, as a, grown you you focus on where you're going to put your energy you know can you put your energy in every person that comments something no you know maybe if there's something like really mean it eats me up for a little bit of time but you know you focus your energy on like promoting the people who are as excited about this lifestyle as you are and who want this and i would rather you know swim really fast with those people and get them the life that they want and talk more about it than waste my time and sadness and energy on being brought down by people who just just don't have the same goals as I do, which is okay if you don't, but you know. Preach it, girl. Preach it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
it's, yeah, I'm all for, you know, kindness, positivity. I think that when you put that out in the universe, it usually tends to come back to you. And when you're putting out negativity, uh, I think that, you know, karma eventually will turn its head and come for you. Um, I think, yeah. I think karma has a pretty good batting average. Um, so I would <laughs> rather be on the more positive and, and happy side of life than I agree. spiteful and whatnot. Um, so I think you you do a wonderful job at what people call like cross pollinating. Like so, obviously you you grew okay. huge on TikTok, and then you know you you did a great job of you know building up your Instagram following from that and your YouTube following and whatnot. So I'm wondering how do you create a loyal and engaging community? Because I think some people get lost up in followers. Like the like, like I got fifty nine thousand yeah. followers on TikTok, but I don't think I have that loyal and engaging base. I have some that I know will consistently watch, but like yours will get, you know, hundreds of thousands of views every single time because your followers are going to you. So how do you kind of build that great community? Yeah, I think that I didn't like, I didn't have the hype. I didn't, you know, have anything that ever, like, I didn't have like one video that like made it go, you know, to the moon or like made me hit a million. It was always like, there was a level of consistency across my platform since the beginning. It's always just been like, you know, I tried to do like, a good video a day maybe or something or like maybe a video does well a day is like what I was kind of averaging and I think that just the fact that I never really watched the numbers I really didn't I always it's it gets tough oh oh my phone just fell asleep for a second I, just, I thought I disappeared but it definitely gets tough because it's it can't be my full-time job like I, you people don't realize that like you have this like life outside of just being on the app and when it was a little bit smaller, it was a lot easier to respond to people. But having that connection with a lot of humans across your platform and making friendships and saying hello, that's so simple. But creators get too good because they think they've reached a number that makes them too high to say hello back or to say, I'm good. How are you? When somebody asks, how was your day? Like, and I yet to, yet to have a point that I think that I will ever reach that I will not say hi. I mean, I definitely have busier days. So there are posts that I can't respond to that many people, but I try to respond to everybody or at least like every single comment. And yeah, I just, I never watch the numbers. And I think that that keeps you grounded in a way and keeps you able to just keep that connection with the people. Like that's what I'm here for is to talk and make friends and, you know, hang out with my little community. So I think that's what keeps it consistent is just making friends and keeping that friendship alive and still messaging them. Or if somebody DMs me and asks for me to make a video wishing them happy birthday, like I'm not going to miss that if I don't have, like if I can see that DM, I'm going to wish them happy birthday. I'm going to message them back. And so, yeah. I mean, I think a big part of what speaks to who you are is the fact that you're even like doing this podcast. Like, you know, I think I can see a lot of people and I've had some influencers who like accepted an invite and then be like, oh, so like how much does this pay? And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. It's like, no, like, no, like I do this in, in my room. I'm sitting in front of my bed with my stuffed sloth in the background. Like, I, like okay. I make nothing off of this. I'm not paying you. And, you know, you have a great big platform. And the fact that you're taking an hour out of your busy day, like, just like I was geeking out when you accepted. So I'm like, <laughs> but I, see, I, I can remember you from the beginning of my videos. And I remember the one thing that I like absolutely loved was the fact that you did and I don't want it and you tagged me. And I like thought that that was the most considerate thing. Like, it's so funny that that would make the difference. But to me, that made the difference. Like, that was the difference of like somebody who, in my opinion, felt like respected my content and somebody who just wanted to use something that I had made to get, you know, they saw me do well with it. So now they were gonna take it and do well with it. And it, it kind of like, it feels like somebody's using you in a way. And for me, when you did it, you like promoted me, you tagged my Instagram, you 
blew me up and I was like this was so like you didn't have to do that and that's the thing is like those are the people that you want to surround yourself with are people who are on your wavelength and on your energy level and kind of they can understand the hustle you know they can understand the struggle that it takes to be a creator and to have your stuff you know used yeah, I mean, like that. So I, I'm a big believer in the little things. So, like you said, whether it's tagging someone, like you know, you you started your own merch line, which you know I was happy to support. <laughs> and uh, and like so, for, I love we love the merch. <laughs> so for people like that don't know, like if you have not ordered Anna stuff, which you should because it's very comfortable. Like personalized handwritten notes come with, you know, the packages and whatnot. And I'm like these things matter. Like I could have easily thrown that away or whatever, but like, no, I'm like, that shows that she puts her heart and soul into every order that she's doing. And I think that yeah. more people need to kind of see that. And hopefully the people who are also putting out merch can kind of, can kind of learn from that. Um, yeah. when, when creating content, because this is something that I know I've struggled with. Like, do you ever, mm -hmm. does it ever like feel like a job or something that like you have to do? Like I have to put out three videos today or I have to put up an Instagram post. Yeah. Today. I think that's a tough, I think a lot of creators struggle with that. And luckily for me, I don't think that I've hit that level where I feel like it's work. Are there days that I wake up and I, my brain is silent? <laughs> yes. Those are the worst days. I always feel so, for some reason I feel like guilty. Like I wake up and I'm like, there's nothing up here. And I'll spend the whole day making myself feel stressed about the fact that I don't have any new ideas. But it's funny because it ends up working itself out. I post something stupid like, like, I'm pretty sure my serial skit was a perfect example of my brain being shut off and me just, like, being like, I just want to post something. Like, I just want to post something. And I made the joke about the fact that my parents want to buy me Lucky Charms, which is, like, so lame. But it's become the serial saga that, like, every morning I wake up and I check to see if they bought me Lucky Charms after they go to the grocery store. And, like, it's funny because I think... I don't think I've reached a point where it feels like work. I definitely will sometimes say like to my family, I'll be like, oh, I haven't posted enough today. Because like, it, it just like feels like it's part of my routine. Like it feels natural to have posted at least two or three videos a day. But some days are busier than others. And but it never feels like work. It's just, it's become part of the life, like part of my lifestyle that I'm like, okay, wake up, maybe do a transition video when I'm getting ready, go to work, come back home, maybe do like an I don't want it or I get with it at night, maybe do a little like story time with the ring light at night. Like I have all these different things that I can do. So it's just about making the time and doing it. So do you like, because I mean, I, I'm a psychopath. So like I made like a, a Google Doc at one point and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to map out my content. Like, okay, if I'm going to oh do like, <laughs> like I'm going to do like three, four posts a day and like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do like my truth pill series video. I'm going to do an, I don't want a video like every 10 days or something like that. And then like yeah. after three weeks I was like crashing. So I'm like, so for you, cause you have so many different skits and series. Like you have the, the unicycle, you, you, I've you, done you too many. like I've like brought in everything you could possibly. It's so funny. I like made it. I, you know, the thing where you where people are filming themselves. I just did it yesterday and it was like, it's the this for me. Well, it's I'm, the hair for me. Okay. <laughs> I missed some of my own content in making that video because there's too much for me to even remember, like the videos that I've made. Like I missed saying that I even ride a unicycle on my page, which I think is a huge part of my like out of my part like my platform. So like I didn't talk about riding the unicycle. Like I talked about like it's get with it. I don't want it. I painted cornhole boards. I did long distance relationship advice. I've done the Anna experiment where I talk about like a story a day. Got to bring that back too. You know, like there's so many, I just feel like I just start a lot of things and then 
it just still have to finish them. <laughs> I, I mean, God bless you for having like that; those creative juices just constantly going. So, because like it's you know, I, I wish it's I was like that interesting. Spending a lot of time alone in high school—that's what I tell people. I was like, all the, all these people, like, when did you learn how to juggle? When did you learn how? To... I'm like, when people weren't hanging out with me. <laughs> I was by myself, so all the time. <laughs> that's how. Uh, so one thing that, like, that I, I wanted to touch on briefly because for those that don't know, like you, you were booked, I think in early mid or maybe it was late May. I don't remember when, when we agreed to initially have it, but like we yes. want, we wanted to postpone it because this was right in the middle of like the black lives matter protests and everything. Yep. And we both kind of agreed, like, Hey, it's, it's not the right time. More or whatever. important things to worry about. Exactly. Which I greatly respected about you. And I'm thankful that you even rescheduled. Like I see a lot of people being like, you know, you kind of had, you had the fish on the hook and once it was off, it was like, she's never coming back. Um, so no, I respect you. With, that's the problem. You're stuck with me once I say yes. <laughs> so I'm curious. Cause like I, I was a sports reporter for nine years and we could not talk about social matters, polit- politics or whatever on our social media. Yeah. Now that I'm no longer a reporter, I make sure to voice my opinion on things and a lot of people have a problem with that. And I don't have anywhere near the platform that you do. So I'm curious, like, were you afraid to use that large platform to speak out against racial or social injustice and potentially lose followers? Or were you like, no, this is, this needs to be said. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it was that I was afraid by any means. I think that my first initial reaction was why am I the person to say something initially? I think that's what a lot of creators struggled with was like, you don't really expect to get a following and then people want to hear from you when something happens you in my brain I was like there's so many other people with better information there's so many other accounts that know more than what I know because I was just as uneducated I think as a lot of other people on my platform but the more research that I did I watched a lot of you know the IGTV videos that went live I watched a lot of Brittany Broski videos that she posted she would share a lot of content I was monitoring her story religiously because she had such good information in there that I was just looking at and watching and reviewing. And I think that I kind of had the moment where I was like, you know, I could have a platform where nobody in my community has seen anything about this. And my number one goal has always been being involved and making a community of people who everybody felt included. And if there was somebody who felt like they were you know, under attack or weren't being treated equally, like I want to be the person that stands up for them. Like they're still part of the family. And if I don't say something, then how do I know that somebody else will? And so I think that's what uh, hopefully a lot of us creators kind of came to was that, you know, there's a lot of us that have people in our community that feel this way and it's our job to step up for them. And, you know, I will not always have perfect information. I won't always say it the perfect way, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to keep learning and keep trying to be the best human that I can be. And I never want somebody to feel like they're not a part of the family. So. And, and you're still sharing stuff on your, on your Instagram stories or whatever about, you know, anything that's going on in the world. Like, you know, a lot of people were saying like, you know, this is going to be like a one week fad for a lot of people, but like you've really kind of kept on it. And I think it's important for people with large platforms because like, I know I've taken a bunch of the stuff that you've posted on your Instagram story and I've reshared it on mine or I've just read it to kind of absorb that material that I would not have probably seen otherwise if I wasn't following you and if you weren't sharing that material. So that's why I think those larger platforms kind of have a little bit of a responsibility to maybe share what's going on 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 out there. Like, but that's if you believe it, like don't do it, you know, to uh, your virtue signal or anything like that. Like do it if you believe it. I think it like, especially now I've kind of come to like this realization that as I get information, I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to pass this on because like, if I read it and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. I just share it right away to my story because I'm like, 
oh, maybe one of like maybe somebody else hasn't seen this yet, or maybe it's not on somebody else's story. And it's kind of it's become like a a like second nature to me now that like if I read something like for example was happening in um Yemen a few weeks ago or maybe that was even just last week, I feel like I have no good track of time. But whenever <laughs> I see information as it's coming out, I'm like, oh wow, this is terrible. We should share this so other people know what's happening or where they can donate or where they can help or where we can put more involvement there and that way hopefully we see the change that we're looking for because if you leave it to only the people that are affected that's such a small percentage of the world that's such a small percentage of people versus you know it's our job to be you know everybody wants to be involved and then but nobody wants to like get up and do the thing they're like oh well you know i want to help but like i can't do much so the, the as of right now the best that i can do is try to help share information and so that's what i'm going to try to do um so I, I I meant to ask this a little bit earlier. And now I just realized I had it written down. And I forgot to ask it. Uh, if you had the opportunity, would you want to become a full time social media creator slash influencer, um, or would you? Because I know you've studied mechanical engineering. You have a degree in there. You're studying film and TV production. So like your your skills are all kind of all over the place in a good way. Um, but I'm curious. Like you know, would you be into that? Interested in that influencer life if if it presented itself to you? Um. Yes, I would say yes, because I would never say no to an opportunity. Like, that's kind of my go to it. I'm always like, okay, yes, I'll do it. But I also think that like, for me, social media has always felt like a passion. It's always been like the side thing. Like I've always had something else that I've been working on. And I think that's what makes it feel fun still for me. Like if I focus on it full time, I'm going to feel way more responsible to be like this many posts on Instagram a week and this many posts on TikTok every day. And I'm going to feel more like I'm stuck in that I have to post mentality if it becomes my job and what I rely on for work. Like thankfully right now, like I just do it because it makes me happy. And like, I would worry that if I made it full time, that it wouldn't have that same effective joy on me. So that's why I don't really mind it being the side gig. And I kind of have all those other weird random passions. Cause then, you know, <laughs> it still feels like the fun little side gig. It doesn't have to feel like, you know, the number one responsibility or the thing that I have to do every single day. It doesn't have to be my nine to five. So, no, I, but I, I would be, I would be so honored if I could do this as a full time job, because honestly, I have such a good time. Like, the thought of being able to just communicate with people and talk with people and message all day. And like, I wish that I had the unlimited time to get to every single DM and every single comment and just communicate with every single person. Like it bums me out that I don't have that time on my hands. If I did, that'd be amazing. But Next, I, I was talking to another influencer and she was the complete opposite. She's like, no, I don't want this to be my life. Like, I'm glad I have a following, but like, no, I, I plan on getting my degrees and like, go, I want to go into the workforce or whatever. And you know, I don't want to be an influencer or anything like that. And I know I got, again, not that I think I'll ever get to that level, but I always wonder like, what would be the good, what would be better? Like, you know, you can kind of just live your life and that's your career. Like you said, you could spend all day, you could do live streams, you can answer DMs and question Q and A's and whatever. And that's your life and that's your career. That's yeah. what your, your income is. Or it becomes like, now you have to do it because that's, your income and, and whatnot. So I was just curious what your, uh, yeah. what your feelings think, were on that. I think the one thing that I get a little bit like bummed about with the idea of going into like the workforce or doing like a, a real, not to be, not that influencing isn't a real job, but do you know what I mean? Like doing like something more corporate or something more like where I wake up every morning and I go to work versus doing content creation or sharing on social media or doing, you know, promotions and brand deals and stuff like that. Like I do on social media. I like the fact that I have my own schedule right now like this for right now my social media is my real job like this is what I 
do. I pack and ship my merch myself. So that's kind of like when I say I go to work every day, that's what I go do is I go and I ship my merch. And so if I could do like just social media full time, I would love it because I wish that I could get more into traveling. I wish that I could go around the world. I wish I could do my videos all over the planet and go to new places and eat good food and talk about that and do these amazing videos where I'm traveling because that has always been a dream. And even when I first started my YouTube channel, like very early, like sophomore year of college early, I started my YouTube channel. I did travel videos. That's what I focused on. I was in Poland. I was doing vlogs. I was just doing like everything. everything. So I would love to get back into that. You know, I would love for that to be the full-time gig. So we'll see. As far as your resume goes, like I said, we just mentioned a little while ago, you have a degree in mechanical engineering and now you're yes. going for your master's in film and television production, correct? Yes, that is it. <laughs> so I'm, I, I have to add, like, what prompted that massive shift in focus? Because I feel like that's a hard left turn. Yeah, I, so everyone, if, like my family, within my own personal family, everyone in my family, except for my mom, is an engineer. So my dad's mechanical, my older sister's chemical, I'm mechanical, and my younger brother is also mechanical engineering. So all of us went for engineering in our first degree. And that was just kind of because when we didn't know what we wanted to do at 18, our parents were like, engineering is a really great field. If you can get through it, like it's really good. You can do whatever you want. And they kind of, they pitched it like that. Like if you do engineering, you can do anything. And to be honest, that's the truest statement that I've ever lived up to is that like, if you do engineering, you can literally do anything after that because you get the technical skill that you need. All you got to do is develop the personal skills, like being able to talk to people and you you're unstoppable with an engineering degree. So I started with that. And as I kind of came to a close on my engineering degree, I felt like I was missing the creativity. So this was even before TikTok. This was before anything on social media. Like this was, I had only my friends on my Instagram and I was still making YouTube videos, but you know, it was just because it was for fun. And I kind of had them where I was like, you know, I wish that I could do YouTube more and I wish that I could make videos more. And I wish that I could make short films. And I saw this one school was accepting students who didn't have an undergrad in film and television. And they were in the top 10 in the country for their grad program. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply to one school. That's it. Just one. And I was like, if I get in, it's meant to be. That's like the God moment of like, she she's supposed to be doing this. And if I don't, I actually had a job lined up with the work that I had been doing at a medical technology company in Michigan. So I had a fallback technically, and I was like, you know what, we're gonna do it. And when I got in, it just kind of felt right. Like it was, I'd always wanted to live in LA. I thought I was gonna come out here for college in the first place. So it felt like it made sense. And yeah, I'm really happy that I chose to kind of like jump into something different. And I finally, now people ask all the time, oh, how's your engineering help you? But to be honest, like you never lose that strategy, that mentality of thinking about things. Like when it comes to my production, my organization, my planning, my scheduling, I thank my engineering degree that it taught me how to strategize and use, you know, critical thinking. So note, yeah, it all comes in handy. Note to self, have future yeah. child <laughs> major in mechanical engineering. Um, note to self, force children to do engineering because it's great. <laughs> so uh, the other question I have written down under here for, because you are studying film and TV production, what celebrity would you most like to work with or for and why? That's a really, really good question. Um, I don't know that I have one like on on the top of my list. I actually get so blown away because when I came into film, I really was uneducated in like film and television as like a whole. Like I couldn't give you five directors other than like 
Steven Spielberg. Like that's pretty much all I could give you. So I was super uneducated. I still feel like I don't know the most. And I think similar to how my style on TikTok is, my video and film style is all over the place. Like I will watch a comedy and then I'll watch a rom-com and then I'll cry about the notebook and then I'll like turn over and watch like an international film. Like my my likes on this stuff is so widespread that I can't pick one that I would want to work with. But honestly, if I could make a film with the kids in my program right now, that would be the dream. Like those aren't even like, they're not celebrities. Like they're just everyday people. But the people that I'm stuck with at school are so cool and so fun to work with that. I like just miss being in person with them, honestly, at this moment. So that's, that's who so I, freaking like, wholesome to me. They're celebrities. because They're all so mad talented. <laughs> Someone also asked, I, I don't know if it's the same thing or, or not, but like, who is your idol and why? I guess it doesn't necessarily need to be a celebrity, but who is your idol and why? Yeah. My mom. My mom is my idol for sure. I think that's like the cheesiest answer I could pick, but that's the truest answer. She just, she blows me away every day. My mom is also, this is kind of cool for people who, I don't really share this as much because it's so separate from my TikToks. My mom also owns her own business. So she's a professional quilter. She does fabric design. She does like all these incredible things and she moved here from Poland. So if you guys have seen her in my TikToks before, you know that she's like a little bit of an accent, which I cannot hear because it sounds like my mom's voice, but I've been told that there's an accent and she's the sweetest human. And she started this business and kind of like is one of those like entrepreneur women, like boss gets it done. And I'm so proud of her. And she just, yeah, she's been a huge inspiration. She, I feel like she taught me how to be like a better person. And so that's who, that's my idol. If I had to guess, I probably would have guessed your mom just from following yeah. your, your content and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but another big part of your social media presence is your longtime boyfriend, Brandon, who you two are just utterly adorable together. Thank you. Um, so you two, for those that don't know, even though I'm sure everyone who follows you does know, you two are <laughs> high school sweethearts. You've been together for, what, six years now? Yes. Um, and you've been doing long distance for a, a good portion of that, right? Um, we've been doing long distance for the last year and a half, almost okay. year and a half. It was a year in May. And then um, we did long distance at the beginning of our relationship. But to me, that is not considered as long distance as like what we are now. Because at the beginning, he was in college and I was still in high school. And then I was in a different college while he was in the same college. So we had like two hours apart and then one hour apart for those two years. But we saw each other every weekend so it wasn't really like that big of a deal to me versus like this is like once every two to three months so this is a this is a bit bigger than last time <laughs> like on opposite ends of the country literally <laughs> yes i'm in i'm in los angeles california and he is in florida so he is actually on the coast on the east side of florida so as far as possible for me <laughs> that's how far he is <laughs> but you two still make it work i see you like you know you'll go there he'll come to california whatever yeah. um so whenever, you know, you guys aren't booking flights or whatever to go see each other, how else do you two make it work? A lot of FaceTime, a lot of phone calls. That's like, I talk about that a lot on my TikTok. People always ask like, oh, how often do you talk? And Brandon and I talk every single day, all day long we text. At night, we'll usually get a phone call. And if I like, feel like it, I'll still call him. Even if he's at work, I'll just like, hey, babe, what's up? How's it going? How's your day? We're like, here's good news. I'll just call him at any point. And he always picks up, which is his best quality. He will never leave me just like ringing on the phone. So yeah, we just talk all the time. And that, that's, that's the biggest thing is like the communication side of things. But we also both live pretty busy lives outside of the relationship. So it makes it a little bit easier. It makes the days go by a little bit quicker too. What is the most difficult 
aspect of a long distance relationship for you? My love language is physical touch. So <laughs> that kind of like pieces it. Like I just like, I'm somebody who like is always holding his hand, hanging on him, wants to hold his arm, wants to hold his hand walking here. So for me, it's tough because I just don't really get that like physical connection as much as I need it, but I'm okay. Like it's okay. <laughs> we like, I don't know. We try to do our best to just like talk enough that it feels like we're together. And honestly, that's like my number one thing is like, if I'm going to bed and he's still awake, we'll like, I'll put the phone down next to me and like fall asleep talking to him. And it kind of feels like they're lying next to you, I guess, in like a really cheesy, gross way. So I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, you're on opposite ends of the country. So like, it's you gotta, true. Like, I know. It, I just like, I'm, it's funny because I talk about like these like relationship goals and I'm like, Oh, this is so, this is the way it should be. This is so cute. And then I like think about how cheesy my own relationship is. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I would never talk about that on TikTok. And then it's like one week of being with him. And I post like 70 videos. I feel like I'm us together. So how does he react to like, well, how does he feel about your, your TikTok presence and your social media presence? Like, does he like, especially when he wants to be in it, like, does he give you a hard time or? Okay. So I, it's actually really funny. I, our personalities are not opposites, but I'm very extrovert and he's very introvert. So in terms of like the way you see us from the public, like when we're in a room alone together, we're like the same person, I feel like. But when we're in public, it's like two opposite humans. So I usually have to ask quite a bit if he'll be in a TikTok with me. But I think that it's so funny because he actually got recognized in public before I got recognized <laughs> in public, I think. Or maybe right around the same week he probably got recognized. He had gone back to um, Michigan to visit some friends and somebody recognized him at the bar, which is so funny to me because she didn't go up and say hi to him. She DM'd me and was like, I found your boyfriend at the bar. And I was like, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. Is that like, I have like... 1.4 million people watching my boyfriend, which I think is amazing because I don't think he understands how cool that is. But yeah, he's he's always been he's good about it. He definitely is not as excited about making videos as I am. I'm always like, oh, I have this idea, and he's like, Is that a good idea though? Like he'll <laughs> he'll question me on my ideas, and I'm like, I don't know, is it a good idea? But he'll always do it anyway. Except for the one of dressing up like me, he wouldn't when we oh. were together. I almost had him. I almost had him, but. Yeah, just given. I was pretty bummed. But you, no. <laughs> you, you did get him to shave that mustache, though. I, I got the mustache. But to be honest, now I kind of miss the mustache. So I don't know. We can't tell him that. That's got to stay on the DL that I miss the mustache. But I do. I do miss it a little bit. I was curious because, like, I see him. I think, like, I think he's a handsome guy. And I'm like, I feel like he would be more handsome without the mustache. And then, like, when it – but I'm like, but it's it's his choice or whatever. And then when I start seeing right, the video and- of, like, oh, we're going to shave it, I'm like – Oh, it's happening. I know. <laughs> that video took 40 minutes to film. Like, it was one minute long on TikTok. I had to, like, scroll through 40 minutes of footage to find those little points because the number of times that we walked in and out of the bathroom and, like, had a discussion where he was like, I just really like this mustache. And I was like, babe, it's going to grow back. You're going to look great no matter what. Like, we had to, like, have, like, little pep talks for 40 minutes before we got that final that final shave off and i thought it was there was a minute there where i didn't think it was gonna it was gonna happen but i do i do like him with the shaven face that's kind of the brandon that i remember because it's the brandon that i met when i was young so it's Aww. cute i know it's so cute <laughs> I, 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 also, I also watched your uh, i mean i know i watched it you know a month ago whenever you posted it but i watched it again just to kind of rehash uh some things but like he seems like he's very supportive like whenever i think someone asks like how's he feel and he's like you know like i like i I love her and like i support everything she does so for you like being the creator 
how important is it to have that partner that genuinely supports what you do and they, and they don't like kind of shit talk what you're trying to do or bring yeah. you down? Agreed. Um, that is probably one of the most important. I don't know that I could, I definitely think, oh, no, there's no way that I could do it without having Brandon at least like it. Like that's like one person who I really, I genuinely care about his opinion about things. And you know, if he would have turned to me and said like, this is a terrible idea, then I, I would have, cut it out immediately or something because i think that having like somebody that i can call and tell my ideas to or even somebody who has my back to watch my videos and be like this was funny like if he tells me my video is funny i don't even think my own videos are funny sometimes but he'll be like oh i laughed at that one i'm like yes that's what i needed that was like that's like oh if somebody if he tells me they're funny he is a i feel like his sense of humor like sometimes gets tough for me and so when he thinks myself is good i'm like Yay. But there was definitely like a moment where my parents were like, Anna, are you sure you want to be posting all this stuff on the internet? And Brandon was still the one who was like, no, she's doing great. She's killing it. She's, I love it. She's doing so good. So it kind of feels like nice to have somebody who's always on your team. I, I could feel that. I, I think my fiance is like my biggest supporter. And, and that's why yeah. I, I, so I, I feel you. I mean, obviously we haven't been together six years or anything like that, but I can imagine having that support for so long. Like it, it definitely get, builds that confidence and it instills that confidence in you just for, future projects or whatever you want to do in life, you know, they have my back and that just kind of gives you more confidence to, to kind of go at it. Yeah. And I think that it helps too, like just as one more perspective of this is just like the fact that you just I kind of lost my trail of thought just now, but just having somebody that, you know, Brandon has seen me from the beginning, you know, trying to make YouTube videos and trying to do this and trying to, you know, do cute Instagrams, not the Instagram aesthetic. And so I think, especially for him, like, to him and to me, like TikTok was kind of the payoff. Like TikTok was like the moment that it all worked or like the effort that I, I've been making YouTube videos for three years before I started making TikToks. And like nothing ever took off on YouTube. Nothing ever did, you know, like, and I wasn't posting it for any reason other than the fact that I just like to make videos. Like that was my pre going to grad school. So it was just making fun social lifestyle vlog videos. But it was kind of cool to see like that it TikTok made me feel like I wasn't really alone. Like I didn't feel like my, like I've always felt weird and TikTok made me feel like I wasn't that weird because people related to it. So <laughs> it was kind of nice, I think for all of us. So I, I do these like daily segments now and today is Thursday. So I'm doing like a throw, I do a throwback Thursday every week. And uh, the, so the prompt is always tell me one memorable story from your dating life. It can be good, bad, funny, cringeworthy, embarrassing, sweet, whatever. Ooh. Just one memorable moment. Um, and you obviously, Brandon's been your entire dating life. So I'm, yes, I'm curious to see. So I'm curious to see what your uh, what memory comes to mind for you. Okay, I'm gonna tell this story, and I've told on my TikTok, so I'm sorry if it's if it's a repeat for people and it's not as exciting. But um, when Brandon and I first started talking, we initially started talking just like Snapchatting, and then we started texting, and then we came back to school from spring break because that's kind of where we started talking was over spring break, and when we had gone back, I was setting up, it was the week of prom. So I was setting up prom that night and I was driving home. It was probably like 11 o'clock at night. My parents were out of town. So I was like, oh, I'll just take my time. We'll go get McDonald's with the friends. You know, like the classic things that you do when you're like 17 and your parents aren't home. Right? That's what you do. You go, you go to McDonald's, you get chicken nuggets. Cause that's of course. what I do. That's... But I suddenly decided that I was going to call Brandon who I had never met in person. Never like, we had only ever talked, even though we went to the same school, we had never met in person or like communicated in person. 
And I decided to message to call him. And I was like, hey, I'm I'm free if you're free. If you want to hang out, let's hang out right now. Okay, he accepts the offer. And I, he asked me, so where are we going to meet? And I was like, I'm not going to his house because like, that's way too personal for like first time meeting someone. So I was like, okay, where's the public location? That's well lit. And if he decides to steal me and sell me, where can I be heard? So like, I was really nervous. I didn't like, I never even dated anybody before. So you can imagine what's going through my head is like, is this even a good idea? So I picked the public library parking lot. Okay. That was the place that I chose. And we hung out there for three hours. We just like talked and laughed and he had golf clubs in his car because he was a golfer so we were hitting golf balls into like the downtown that can't be legal but we were hitting them anyway i showed him that i could juggle which i mean obviously you had to flex the juggling that's my most that's my best flirting tactic (laughs) and then i went in for a hug goodbye and he told me no he told me i didn't earn enough brownie points To my face. That is word for word what he said to me. Damn, Brandon. Didn't earn enough brownie points for a hug goodbye. And I remember just like standing there being like. I don't want this. this." There's like five. He doesn't like me. He hated this date. He thinks I'm the weirdest person on the planet. He's trying to play hard to get. Or he hates me. Like those are the (laughs) only options. Like, and that was. No, no, not enough brownie points apparently. But then the next night was prom. And then he gave me a hug goodbye then. And I, like, made the joke, like, oh, is this enough brownie points now? Because I look pretty. This is enough brownie points. Like, I obviously had to pull that joke out. So. Of course. Like, yeah, if, he, if he's <laughs> going to pull that line on you, you got to – if he's going to hit you with a jab, you got to hit him with the right hook right back. Macy Metaphorically. Said, she said, I don't want it. I probably <laughs> did in that moment, honestly. I probably did. But it was – it's a really good memory. Like, I la- we laugh at it now. Let, like, I'll tease him. Well, I gave him a hug goodbye at the airport. And I was like, is this enough brownie points? So, Oh, that's a nice little up. inside joke that you guys it's, have. It's an inside joke. Uh, so, like, I love the fact that you shared that story in particular because, like, for those, like, we, we don't plan what you're, what we're going to say or anything like no, that. No, I, like, I was also caught up where I was like, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> uh, so, I'm glad you shared that story in particular because, like, the one that I wrote down for, like, you know, what I would share, because I, I share a different answer every every week. I had something that was very similar. Like, the same way you just kind of called Brandon, like, out of the blue. Like, the way, I, like, Shannon and I got together, like, I saw her singing a karaoke, and there was something in me that was just like, I need to go talk to this girl. Like, she was singing, and she looked gorgeous, and I'm like, I need to find out what her deal is. My, meanwhile, like, my relationship ended that day. So I'm like... But as yeah. I'm like, I should, I should not be like doing this probably, but I'm no, like, I that's need to. Iconic. Whoa, that's iconic. Honestly, I'm like, holy, wow. So I walk over, we hit it off, you know, sparks were flying or whatever. And like, so to me, I think the same way with your story that I think it appeals to mine that like, you know, just go. Like if you see yeah. someone that you're interested in, whether they're at a bar or in a library, in class, whatever, if there's someone out there, male, female, whatever, like and you think that they're cute, interesting, whatever, just shoot your shot. We'll like spend it. the, the spend worst it. thing that happens is that they turn you down or ignore you. Like that's the very okay. worst thing that happens. But the best thing that can happen is you find the love of your life. I find the love of mine. And that like, I don't know, like would that have happened if you didn't make that call to Brandon? Like, would that have happened if I didn't walk up to Shannon? So, yeah, and, I um, love that. And, and the cute part that I didn't even realize until like a couple of days ago, we're taking our engagement photos this Sunday it's the two year anniversary from that day, which I didn't like put piece together. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, August 16th. I'm like, that's, that's the day we first like met and conversed and whatnot. So I just thought that was that's pretty so cute, cute and whatnot. Oh my goodness. 
See, us Aries, we, we have like the hu- the cute, wholesome stories, man. Like- we got the wholesome stories. No, and that's, it's funny that you say, I love that. And like, I've always, I'm the same way about stuff. It's like, you're not going to know if you don't ask. So that's you just true. might ask. You might as well send it. And the what's the, exactly, what's the worst they're going to say? No? Okay. Well, at least I tried, you know? And um, so I said we have like about four minutes left until Instagram's going to kick us off. Um, so the, the last segment is dropping the mic. It's one final question to kind of wrap everything up. And I'm curious. All jokes like you, because I know you do all the I don't want it and, and whatnot for, about marriage life and whatnot. But I'm curious, real talk, what does marriage look like to you? Oh, I hope that it's just adventurous. I hope that it's still exciting. I hope that we don't get comfortable. I think that's always been something that I'm self-conscious of. And I've always been a little bit like, I hate the idea of just like settling. And I hope that even when I get married we're not just settling. Like we don't just like get the house and have the kid and do this one thing. Like I want to constantly be moving and growing as a relationship. I want to still be doing fun things. I want to be trying new stuff. You know, I still hope I'm going to bars. I still hope that I'm dancing with my best friends. Oh, disappeared for a minute there. But I hope that I'm just still having the same adventures that I'm having now, but with the love of my life by my side for eternity. So. Excellent. I, I, that's what I've always envisioned marriage being like. It's just, it's a, it's the next level of your relationship. Like, I don't think it needs to be this massive turn of events of like, oh, well, now you're Mr. and Mrs. So life yeah. is just like, obviously, when I think when you have kids and whatnot, life, life will change. But I don't think your relationship and who you two are should necessarily change. But um, I joke that I kind of already feel like, honestly, I've been with Brandon for, what, six years. Like, I don't remember what it's like now not being with Brandon anymore. It's since I was 17 years old. I'm 23. That's nuts because I don't think I look 23 and I don't feel 23. I still feel 17. But it's it's interesting because like I feel like I'm already like, you know, I'm still technically just dating him, but we live our life like we're together 24-7. You know, when we do stuff together, we just it's so natural and I hope that there isn't like that weird switch. You know, that it's like, oh, you have to do these things now that you're married or you have to act this way now that you're married. I hope we still have like a dated couple. I hope that we're still going on dates and still doing crazy stuff and living the dream. And I said, we're going to get to the two minute warning here now in a, in a couple of seconds. Um, where can people find you uh, and on all your social media platforms and find your yes. work and whatnot and your, and your merch, everything Pl- plug yourself. Okay. Here comes the plug. So you guys can follow me on TikTok, TikTok at Anna X sitar. And also on YouTube, you can just look up Anna sitar or look up Anna X sitar. I'll come up for both of them. Um, you can follow me on Snapchat at Anna underscore sitar if you want to, but I don't post there very often. Instagram is the one that you see here, and Exitar is the most um, used place, honestly. And then my website is AnnaExitar.com. So all really easy, all consistent. Um, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. I try to post every single Thursday. And on Instagram, you guys should just go answer my polls because I posted a couple today if you feel like it. So those are always fun. <laughs> and I'll make sure I get all of those in your in the bio and and, and one so people can can definitely find you and whatnot. Um, yeah. So yeah, go follow Anna on on everything. Subscribe to her stuff. Buy her merch. Like I said, it's very comfortable, and you get a Super nice little cute. handwritten note from her. So yes, I yeah. handwrite notes to everybody who orders my merch. So if you guys want to leave me messages when you order, you can. I'll write you back. I promise. And. Yeah, I'll put your name on your little cards that I write for you when you get your package. <laughs> and sometimes you get surprises. You never know. Sometimes I throw in stickers or keychains and stuff. So 
You never know what you're going to get. You never know. It's always a surprise with me. And Anna, thank you so, so much. I know you were insanely busy and you really did not need to do this, but I'm so greatly appreciative that I hope you really know how much this means. Um, It's been wonderful. I was was honored that you asked me. I appreciate it so much that you even thought of me for this. I'm so excited I got to visit with you and talk with some people about some fun things. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully when I'm in California one day or if you're ever in New York or the East Coast, we can uh, or Northeast Coast, then we can link up for coffee or uh, whatever, a double date with Brandon and Shannon or something like that. I would love that. That'd be amazing. That'd be so uh, fun. Everyone, this podcast episode will be up tomorrow afternoon and uh, we'll be back on Monday with another episode of Daily Mic Drop. Until then, have a wonderful weekend and I will see you on Monday. Have a great night, everyone. Peace. Bye, guys.